Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the football show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Now, in case you forgot, because I remind you guys every week, use code 10-21-10, and you get 10% off rest of season with all the tools over at Fantasy Points, DFS optimizers, tons of fantasy advice, analysis, all the great stuff over there. Plus, you get a 50% off special for the end of the season, you get a whopping 60% off. Absolutely steal of a deal, so make sure you go do that. Now, of course, you know the crew here, Dmendio2. Dmendio is my Twitter name, or Dmendio, you can just shorten it there. But joined also by a guy who might be trying out for the Rockettes. It's the Doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going on? You know, your boy throws some gas on the mound. I, I'm coming out of retirement to continue pitching, and your nephew is good luck for me. Um, I talked about you being a Rockette, not because of your pitching. Your dance moves. Well, now know, now I'm intrigued, Derek. Where do you max out? I, you know, I, five was, miles an hour rolling a ball in the dirt. No, nah, it, it was some spin on it. I threw two scoreless innings in kickball. That's like unheard of. Oh wow! Boy, go. got the spin rate on the ball. Yeah, there you go. A little, nice little sauce on there. A little sauce. <laughs> uh, of course, another member of the crew here who drops movie minutes like dollar bills. It's the Bradster Domus, Brad Kilgore. What's up? I'm feeling good, man. I'm I'm two and zero and making the playoffs in my dynasty league, so I'm I'm riding this wave, man. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, I love hearing that. Of course, repping the uh, triple play brand there well, and uh, no Johnny Foosball tonight. As uh, I was getting ready to say, does he like the song "The Wheels on the Bus"? But fortunately, he is spending his uh, night tonight with his fiance, so I respect that. I'll happy save birthday, my bash. Yeah, happy birthday. Of course, we have a big special guest on the show today. We welcome in a teenage dream. That has equals green coursing through his bloodstream. A writer for DLF football and host of the Young Fantasy Mind football podcast. This young man and his winning ways are built to last. You can also follow him at TYFMNFL on the TikTok, except for the when football kicks off Sundays at one o'clock. We both have male nurses as our father's occupation with football <laughs> being our temptation. We welcome in Hutchinson Brown. How's it going, man? Man, I, that was a great intro. I don't know if I really deserve it, but I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for inviting me on. Of course, dude. Um, now, I was not really good because everything actually rhymed, but I did not read it very well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, that shows my how English is my second language here. But um, That's a joke you, you say all the time, and I'm starting to think it's not a joke. <laughs> I mean, it's not. That's the point. Anyway, Hutch, I'm interested. You're 15. You're the youngest as far as I know, fantasy mind that's kind of populates the Twitter, uh, the Twitter sphere here. How did you first get involved in fantasy football and kind of tell us a little bit about your journey to where you're at right now? I mean, really, it was, it was funny. My older, we were at an Eagles game, me and my cousin and a few other family members. We were at an Eagles game and I saw my cousin looking at his phone and he had all these like points and all these different players on it. I was like, what the heck is that? And he explained to me that it was fantasy football and what it is. And that next season, I really got into it. My first ever season playing fantasy, I just joined like a random league. You know, I just, I didn't really have any friends into it. So I just joined a random league, went 13-1, won the championship in my first year. And, you know, my fo my following year, I played in a lot more leagues, won another championship. And through the through those two years, I listened to a lot of 
fantasy football podcast, you know, fantasy footballers, late round podcast, JJ Zacharyson, and fantasy pros. Love those three. Those are my three favorites. But I just started looking at like how to make a podcast, you know, with the whole COVID-19 thing, you know, being in school only two days a week, I was getting pretty bored at home. Like I wanted something to do. And I really started to research that. And I realized it was something I could totally do. So I started the Twitter page, started or Twitter account, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a social media expert, (laughs) but uh, I started the podcast, started the social media account, and it just really has grown from there. Hutchinson, I'm curious because, you know, most of us are in the real world and fantasy is something that we do on the side in addition to our day job. But is it big in high schools? Like, are you you know, trying to promote it amongst your friends and, you know, at school and, and letting them know like, hey, there's this really big industry that I'm a part of? I mean, I do talk about it with a lot of my closer friends. I do talk about my podcasting and stuff, and they're really, you know, happy for me. They're like, dude, like, this is incredible. Like, you're doing such a great job. I've listened to a few episodes before. Even, like, some of them are not even into fantasy football. They just listen to me just to hear me uh, podcast, and they think I'm doing a great job. But I've had kids, and I guess their friends told their friends told their friends. So I've had random kids who I don't know. I have no idea who these kids are. They've walked up to me. And ask me who do I start this week, or how my lineup <laughs> looking, or how much fab budget would you spend on this guy? And like they just recognize me and know who I am and ask me these questions. And I just like I'm just walking through high school in the halls, and a kid will come up to me and ask me a fantasy football question, or my friends just ask me questions all the time, and I'll give them advice. But I don't really like advertise it too much. Just talk about it with my close friends sometimes. But I guess it's kind of spread around a lot. I'd love if the teacher was like, yo, Hutchinson, if you help me make the right play in my lineup, I'll bump yeah. up that B to an A. Oh, that would be great. That would be hilarious. That would actually be really, really, that would actually be really funny if a teacher actually got to ask me. But that's not, that hasn't happened yet. But he doesn't, he doesn't need the bumps. He gets straight A's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, yeah. we're pumped to have Hutch on the show tonight. We got a lot of fun stuff. We've got our week 14 short stories, stuff or fluff. We also have got hot off the presses, which is a new segment we're going to try here tonight. Our obscure tight end touchdown of the week predictions. All that great stuff, so make sure you stay tuned for that. After we'll go to our question of the week, which NFL player would throw the wildest parties? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. But first, if you enjoy the content of Triple Play Fantasy and want to hear more of what we've got, please check out all the great things going on on the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got podcasts, baseball, basketball, football, globs. I mean, talking about globs of content over on the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel which um, absolutely stupendous, if I do say so myself. Brad just threw four movie minutes up there. We've also got Eric doing a Rashad Penny video that dropped today. Uh, tons of great stuff over there. And if you would, please, uh, I asked that if you could go over to the YouTube channel, the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel, where you stop what you're doing, free those hands up wherever they may be, and you smash that subscribe button and ring that bell. We're on the road to 2K, baby, and we're so close, I can almost taste it, I can almost touch it, Dare I say I can um, I can even smell it, or that could just be Zeke. But either way, if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then, man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah! All right. Waking up, let's get into it, baby. Headlines. Start off here with something that just came out today with the NFL, and I know this kind of came out after I sent you guys the show seat. So just your quick thoughts on everything right now. 37 players as of this taping have been placed in COVID protocols. Seven teams have completely just shut down their facilities. That's expected to exponentially increase going into tomorrow. Hutch, I'm curious, your thoughts. Do you think the NFL does something as far as postponed games, or do you think they're just going to go status quo 
going to the fantasy playoffs where we're going to be missing half our rosters. Honestly, I think they're just going to keep rolling with it. I I really don't think at this point, like it's we're we're getting too close to that point where we can reschedule games. We're getting too close, so I feel like they're just going to roll with it. Because I feel uh, like at this you point, like, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because I feel like at COVID this point, it's not as like widely bit like it's not as big as it was last year. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like this is more to do with the NFL teams not following protocols rather than COVID-19 itself. I feel like teams are getting a little more lenient with the protocols, and that's kind of what's causing this, rather than COVID-19 actually getting, like, huge again, like it was last year. Yeah, I think I heard a report that they said 94% of NFL players are vaccinated as of right now, and the Mm -hmm. ones that aren't, they're going to be doing, you know, obviously they do testing throughout the week, and even if you're vaccinated, you still, obviously it's a different set of circumstances. You have to just get two negative tests before you can play. Uh, so you see guys that get, you know, on Tuesday test positive for COVID, but then they're playing Sunday because they're vaccinated. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a, it's a big sticky situation. Brad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting. Cause you don't know, you know, how many of these positives are based on Omicron, the new variant, or whether it's Delta, what's been circulating yeah. around. And, you know, we don't know how effective the vaccines are against this new variant. Um, I don't anticipate any games being postponed because there are so many players in the NFL. Um, I think we've seen the NBA have the most trouble with this recently with the Bulls having to postpone two of their games already because of a lack of players. And uh, I'm looking right now, just news broke that James Harden and Bruce Brown are going to be out for the Nets. So that's like uh, the Nets only have about seven players, I think, tonight. So, you know, with basketball, it's a little tougher because – you need a minimum amount of players just to play the game. But with football, I think with their you know draconian measures that they've taken for unvaccinated players to be completely masked up, whether it be interviews or around the team or whatever, I think it's, it's going to be a little easier for them to get games in because I think they have more unvaccinated players, which means they've had to be more careful as a result. And um, even with the vaccinated players, hopefully, you know, they're, they're going to avoid actually testing positive with some of this stuff as well. And I, I think we already knew, you know, around the holiday season when, you know, you're commingling with family and friends, there's always that risk that you have more positives afterwards. So um, I, I think the NFL expected this and so did the NBA, um, whether there was going to be a new variant or not, we knew around this time there was going to be some, some trickles up in, in the numbers. So, I think they're prepared, so I don't anticipate there being any postpones. Yeah, well, to see how it plays out, again, there'll be a big dump of... I just want to say one thing, and I want to give credit to Andrew Metcalf, who tweeted this shortly before the show. What we saw yesterday with the Rams declaring Tyler Higbee out on such short notice, I feel like there's more of a sense of urgency to play the Thursday players or play the Saturday players, the people that you know are going to be playing because you can't can't make that up. So from a fantasy perspective, it's like you almost have to play who's healthy and you can't gamble on people in the later games because we've seen hours before tip-off, before the, the ball kicks off, where a player will be de- declared out. And it's, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. It, yeah. yeah so shout a, out. It's a very interesting point. Yeah, just throw away fantasy this year, by the way. <laughs> that you're just that you're just saying no, that. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We got to keep it rolling. Um, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm I, will doing say too, I will say, too, that uh, people were bringing up the point of getting a backups backup because they're like, Hey, if you know, I heard, I think it was on the 0610 podcast today that they were talking about, Hey, go grab Kenny and Wongu. Cause 
you know, if, if Dalvin Cook were to potentially get COVID, then it goes down to Alexander Madison and Nwongu. And then let's say Alexander Madison got COVID, like you could have a potential starting running back for the Vikings, which you don't, we wouldn't do this week <laughs> yeah. one of the season. But with the fantasy playoffs, you could get a, you know, he could be a 20 touch running back if something like this happens. So, you know, if you have a couple spots on your bench, to, like if, for instance, you have like a Cam Newton as your backup quarterback and you're like, I'm not playing him, then drop him and, and go pick up one of these guys, you know, or, you know, I think that's definitely a, a you know, something you can do with these circumstances. But, couple other bit of news we're going to touch on real quick here just really quick thoughts Demarius Thomas was found dead at 33 just such incredibly tragic former Pro Bowl yeah. wide receiver um you know beloved by his teammates he had a Super Bowl ring with the Broncos in 2015 uh just an incredible career over 9,000 receiving yards 60 receiving touchdowns more playoff receptions than any other player in Broncos history real quick guys uh you guys have a fond memory of Demarius Thomas personally Hutch I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I'm sorry to come up short here, but I, I didn't really get to watch much of Demarius Thomas as a as a player. You know, I really only got into football like two years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, really into it. So I really didn't get to watch much of Demar- Demarius Thomas, unfortunately. And I'm sorry to come up short here. I feel terrible, but I don't really have any. No, it was you know, like you said before you started watching. I think the most iconic moment is the Tim Tebow pass to him in overtime against the Steelers to win that playoff game. Uh, Tim Tebow's rookie year so I think that's the first thing people associate with obviously big part of the Peyton Manning Broncos days too he was his number mm-hmm. one receiver uh, but yes yeah, just incredibly tragic he was one of the best fantasy players for that period those five or six seasons in his beginning of his career he was just an absolute rock star. I can't think of anyone that was better off the bubble screen than him yes <laughs> that's a yeah that, that was one of his signature plays uh, Doc, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Russell Wilson open to a trade as we hear it again. Multiple reports of saying that he's considering waiving his uh, his off trade clause this off season, and basically looking at the Saints, the Giants, and the Broncos as the favorite teams he would like to go to. Um, I'm curious. The Giants have two top ten picks right now in the 2022 draft. Do you think any of these teams will get him, or do you think he stays in Seattle? I don't, I don't get why he would want to go to the Giants. The Giants seems like a mess themselves with coaching staff and the, the just the lack of talent they have there. I think the Saints are a good fit for him. I, I'd like to see what he does in Sean Payton's system. I also think the Steelers are a dark horse. I don't think people are talking about it now because you want to let Ben figure out, you know, finish his legacy. But he'd have probably the best receivers, you know, a trio that he's had in his career. You have a young running back, Najee Harris. Him and Mike uh, – Mike Tomlin both have a, a kind of a shared appreciation of God. And I'm not like trying to bring religion into it, but I think it's it's a coach that he could get behind. So I think we're going to start hearing Steelers rumors when it gets a little bit closer. The Seahawks probably won out of the AFC and there's probably only two to three or they won them out of the NFC and there's probably two to three AFC teams that could use them. Denver, I think, is the favorite because I think, Denver, I think that's Aaron Rodgers preferred. Let me ask you guys this real quick. Mm-hmm. I'll just start with you. Do the Denver Broncos have Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers next year guaranteed in your mind? Like one of the two of them in your mind? No, I, I, there's not one of two guaranteed because it, the thing is for me, it all depends if the Packers resign Devontae Adams, because if they don't resign Devontae Adams, I feel like they're accepting that they are kind of done and going because Devontae Adams is a 2022 free agent, right? Mm-hmm. So if they were not resigned him, I feel like they'd be admitting, okay, you know, our Super Bowl era is done. We're releasing our best, you know, our elite wide receiver talent because they don't have anybody else behind him. Like Robert Tunyon's done nothing this year. And, you know, obviously the ACL tear didn't really help. 
but he's just not very good. Allen was like all the other receivers behind him are not trustworthy at all. And they've proven to be that way for the past few seasons with Devontae Adams as the number one. So I feel like if Devontae Adams were to go, then that means Aaron Rodgers is going to go. I don't think the Denver Broncos are locked in for either of those guys. I also think the Denver Broncos could draft somebody, but I feel like there's a higher chance that they go out after a Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson or a, or a Russell Wilson rather than drafting somebody. We don't need like, to throw Deshaun Watson's name anymore. That's a good point. Deshaun yeah. Watson, guys, Deshaun Watson's still out there. Like I, I've thought about like sending some trade offers in dynasty leagues for as a buy as like a rebuild team. I've thought about sending some offers because like there's just been nothing going on. I don't feel like his price because if there starts, you know, the rumors for a reason up, though. Yes, obviously this for a reason. But if rumors were to go back up again, his price is really going to lift. And I feel like right now you could get him at a really low price. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm interested too because I think with the Devonte Adams thing, I feel like he's waiting to see where Rodgers goes because he doesn't want to yeah. commit to Green Bay if Rodgers isn't going to stay there. I I think, Doc, you've mentioned it before. You just think he's going to follow him wherever he goes. He doesn't. I could see that. I, I mean, he'd I pro- think, probably take a pay cut. Let me yeah, ask you I think, something. Do you guys think Russell Wilson is still like a top seven NFL QB? Yes. Yeah, I, I can name – what's that, Dave? I thought about this the other day. That's actually a good question. Yeah, like I, I'm, I, I wouldn't say like I've soured on Russell Wilson – but I know his salary is up there at you know some of the highest in the league to the point where if you're grabbing him, you need to know that you're literally a QB away, like similar how the Rams were. They just knew they needed Matt Stafford and they were willing to pay whatever. I, I don't, you know, when you think of a team like, you know, I don't know, the Broncos, like I, I don't think of them as just being a quarterback away. What about the Steelers? Even the Steelers, Their offensive I don't line think of them is being quarterback away. Yeah, they need it. They they need an entire offensive line and a quarterback. Then and we you can't can and you them. can't do that paying some guy you know thirty thirty plus million dollars. Like you, you need more cap room to build I'll, out I'll, an offensive I'll, line. I'll disagree with you on the Steelers. I do think they are a quarterback away. But what about? Uh, we could get let, let's move on here. Um, last couple of other news here, real quick. Lamar Jackson was diagnosed with a sprained ankle. Right now, there's appears that not a high a, ankle sprain. Good, yes. Wait, very that's very yes. Uh, just a regular sprained ankle. So, Ravens fans dealt. It's a boo boo. I, I thought that he was yeah, done. Like, I thought he was done for a while when he went on the cart. But um, luckily, again, they're optimistic he'll play this week. But if you have Lamar Jackson, make sure you have a backup option ready because it's definitely yeah. not a certainty there. And they're playing Green Bay, which is not an ideal matchup. Uh, rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore was placed on IR with a quadriceps injury. I'm pretty sure there's no Jets. Yeah player that's worth rostering in 10 to 12 team leagues most likely jameson crowder you know i know he had a rough week but he we've seen him be fancy relevant before in prior years and he's likely going to be the number one receiver so i i don't know if he's worth starting just yet because he hasn't shown anything but i think he's worth a roster spot in in leagues yeah i actually rostered him in every dfs lineup last week because the saints wow. were the fifth worst team against slot wide receivers and i was like without elijah mitchell or elijah Moore there him playing in the slot against that defense that's so good against the run but gives up points in the middle of the field put up a big uh big i think he had like three or four points or something he had like four and a half or five points yeah he was my wide receiver stream of the week and that didn't yeah. really turn out yeah so um you know I, I do agree that he could be someone you put on your bench but not someone you're putting in for your fantasy playoff life on the line, I, I wouldn't be putting him in. Yeah, no way. In those shallow leagues. And then real quick, the last bit, Tom Brady threw his 700th touchdown pass in overtime. 
was actually only the second time in his career he's tossed a deciding score in overtime. So that's pretty interesting. Really? And uh, yeah, it's, with how long his career, that's only the second time. It's pretty and wild. Perriman didn't give the ball away like Mike Evans. There you go. And um, Josh Allen was in a walking boot after the game, but he said he's quote fine and he's expected to play. So he's uh, got turf toe. Yes. That's what it seems like. You saw Patrick Mahomes play on it at the end of last year. So it is mm-hmm. doable. Um, yeah. It's just going to really hurt what we all love about him. And that's his mobility. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did run a few times in the game and looked okay. He didn't look as quick as he normally does. And he did limp a little bit after he finished his run, but he looked okay running the ball. Just expect a more limited rushing yards from Josh Allen. And he's going to have to lean on his passing a bit more. And this just really hurts the bills as a team because their run game is, is Josh Allen. Like they just have not mm-hmm. had a run game at all this season. They really need a running back. And just Josh Allen's been kind of carrying them and he's their RB one QB one. He could probably be their wide receiver one, whatever you want Josh Allen to do. He could probably do, but yeah, he's been carrying their run game. And now with the turf toe, that's going to be tough for the bills in terms of their running. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's a turf toes, typically a pain threshold thing. So I, I think yeah. if he's, you know, if he's going to play, I, I don't think we're going to see much difference in his play style. I think he, I think Josh Allen's still going to be, you know, putting up the rushing yards that we expect. You know, Antonio Gibson, for instance, had turf toe all last year, and he we saw what he could do. So, and the Bills yeah. need to win games. Like they're currently sitting in the seventh spot and they're fighting for the division. Like they need him yeah. to be the Josh Allen. They can't have him limited. This is yeah. a good question here, Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's why I put it on screen. It's uh, a great question. <laughs> yes, to start to Mooney, Ayuk, Osborne, and Pittman. I'm leaning Pittman and Ayuk. I definitely think you got to put Pittman in there. Uh, for me, so then it would come down to the other ones. Hutch, I'm I'm curious, what were the two that came to mind for you? For me, I mean, you said, you know, go Pittman, go Pittman, go Pittman. I don't really think so. I, I feel like I'm going to disagree with you here on Pittman. I don't love Pittman right now. He's just regressed a little bit as of late, and then they get New England this week, who have been a top team against wide receivers, right? They lock down that number one option. They know Pittman's that guy. I feel like JT's going to have a big game against this weaker New England run defense who've been much weaker than people actually may think. So I'm going to go Mooney here, and I'm going to go IU here. Mooney, I love I love the matchup for him this week. And I just love I just love the way that this game could really come out, and I love IUK this week. I, I, lo- I like both these guys this week. I don't trust Osborne at all. Osborne's been very in and out this season when he's got an opportunity. I think Tyler Conklin could see more opportunity next week. And then Pittman... I'm just really fading in the New England matchup, so I feel like I'm forced to start Mooney, Mooney and Ayuk. I'm going, uh, I'm going Osborne Ayuk here because yeah. Osborne's been getting hammered with targets while Thielen's been out. Twenty nine percent target share last week. Yep. Yeah. And then Ayuk yeah. as well. Um, even with Debo Samuel coming back, I think Debo Samuel coming back almost makes Ayuk a better uh, receiver because he's not getting number one corners, and it kind of opens up their their playbook a little bit because they line Debo up in the in the backfield as well. So um I, I like Ayuk and Osborne out of this four. As a 49ers fan, if there was any game I felt confident starting Brandon Ayuk, it's against the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean yeah the Falcons is sweet. That's wisdom right there. So I mean you guys all said Ayuk. So I think that's a definitely a locket and and so Brad you said Osborne Hutch, you said uh Mooney and, and Dr. Yeah. What was your other one? I'm gonna go Pittman. I think in the playoffs you got to play oh, your studs. Well, you gave my uke. I think that at least helps. I'm looking right now over the last four weeks. So last month of the season, as far as points against running backs, because you brought up JT uh, Hutch, as far as, you know, in New England's 
you know, giving up points to the position. They rank as far as the uh, points allowed to running backs. They rank as the sixth best team over the last four weeks against running backs. As far as wide receivers over the last four weeks, the New England Patriots. By sixth best, you mean bad matchup, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. The sixth. Oh shoot. I always I don't know how to like phrase that sentence. Yeah, I guess uh, I was looking more on on the season. Crap. Yeah. So the, I mean, it's it depends on how you like. I usually kind of look more recency just because. Yeah, that's um, fair. You know, but that's a good that's a good four to have. Like I don't think you can yeah. go wrong with choosing but any of the four. Controversially, like you also said, Hutch, there New England is the third best or third worst, however you want to word it, against wide receivers. They've just been playing really good defense overall, six and three yeah. against the position. So it might not be bad just to fade your Colts players at all at that point. Not not Jonathan Taylor. Not Jonathan Taylor. He's gonna be in the yeah, lineup. Yeah, but um, but everyone else that would be in that game, including I don't Carson think it's Wentz. crazy to fade Taylor at all, to be honest. No, I, I'm, I'm playing Taylor. I'm, I mean, I'm, going the, down, I'm going down swinging with Taylor. <laughs> here's the thing, though. They the thing is the New England, the New England Patriots over the last three weeks have played Atlanta, Tennessee, and Buffalo, who all three of them do not have great run games. You know, Tennessee with their mess of running backs, Buffalo with whatever the heck. I don't know if you want to call them running backs. Like they've just been awful. And then Atlanta, you know, see Patterson, Patterson's great in the passing game, but he's considered more a wide receiver and a running back. And they just haven't been too efficient in the run game. And then they played Cleveland, who are to have a good set of running backs, but they've played some weaker matchups as of, as of late for running backs wise. So I think that they might be a little pushed up there. But yeah, New England, I, I guess I missed New England recently doing much better. Yeah, I mean, New England defense in general has been one of the best defenses in the league this year. Uh, but so I think we're on the board with Ayuk, and then I think between Mooney and Osborne, it seems kind of like again 29% target share for Osborne. I think you just kind of look at the matchups, the opponents. Again, also watch as things get played out. Maybe someone else goes on a COVID, you know, goes on the COVID list, and these guys have more of an opportunity, and that helps quite open up a second spot. But it's a good question. All right. So that was a good way to transition to our week mm -hmm. 14 short stories. And we always like to add this little kooky drop. Cool story, bro. All right. Our week 14 short stories, your 60 seconds to talk about week 14 for you, whether it was a victory lap you want to do, a surprise, maybe something you want to come clean about. Hutch, what is your short story from week 14? So I kind of have one thing to come clean about, one thing to uh, – Victory lap about. So my three cents of the week for quarterback, receiver, and running back were Amari Cooper, Cloud Hilaire, and Taysom Hill all had pretty great games, right? But then thing I need to come clean about, I had four matchups this week where I was uh, fighting for a playoff spot, and I lost three of them. Ooh. And I lost three of them, and all three were within 10 points. Oh, my so God. All That's three rough. within 10 points. So three really close losses. The one I won, though, was in dominant fashion. I think I won by like 30-ish points in that league, so I made the playoffs in that one. But the other three, I, I lost. I, lo I lost. Close wait, one. wait, Hutch. I can, I, this isn't my short story, but I can one-up you. I lost by two points to get in a playoff because of that long Van Jefferson touchdown. <laughs> oh, oh, that hurts. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark. I, we, we definitely all agreed on Ayuk. And then with Hutch said Mooney, Brad said uh, Osborne, Doc said Pittman. I'm kind of now torn. I would, I, what I basically <laughs> was saying is I think you definitely go Ayuk and then wait to kind of see if any more news comes out with the other ones. As far as, again, if someone goes on the COVID IR, um, if there's something that comes out there about, you know, uh, 
potentially like, Hey, we got to get this guy, the ball more or something like those are kind of things that maybe on Tuesday, you don't have to make that decision. But as you get closer to the weekend, then more stuff comes out to make that decision a little easier for you. Cause all we know, I'm knocking on wood right now, but Darnell Mooney could go on the COVID IR and then you don't have yeah. him as an option. So I, I would yeah, say Ayuk yeah. right now. And then as time plays out, potentially you can always write in to uh Hutch. He has his timeline there or his head Twitter handle there, or you can write to any yeah. one of us and we'll uh, pick from that list again. All right. Yeah. Uh, Doc, was that, that wasn't your short story? No. I'm not, you know, David, you asked me before we got on, you said, why did you put on a Jersey? So I've been seeing a lot of people saying George Kittle is my guy. And I got this George Kittle jersey the day we did the SFB 11 draft. And Mm -hmm. I said, if George Kittle is in the second round, I'm taking him. Now, I didn't expect Austin Eckler to be there, but I said I'm a man of my word. And George Kittle, he got me into the Scott Fish playoffs by five points and dominant fashion. I'm now advancing. You were in the top. You were in the top. Uh, five in the wild card round, I believe, too. I, yeah, I right? don't know. I don't know. But just like a guy we went to high school said whenever we played knockout, I'm in it to win it, boys. There you go. And that's what Good I'm short doing. story. Good Thank shout you, out George to George Kittle. Awesome. Uh, Brad, what about you? <clears throat> Man, so I, uh, I was in a dynasty league where I had two players going on Monday Night Football. I had Ertz and I had James Conner. I was down 24 points. Um, this is not a PPR league, so I figured I was pretty much going to lose this one, and I needed to win it to get into the playoffs. And Connor went off with 91 yards receiving, two touchdowns on the ground, and Ertz gave me four points on a non-PPR league. So I managed to sneak through, and that's the first time I've made the playoffs in this dynasty league in like five nice five years, yeah. I think. So, and wow. I, and I, I took over the team for somebody else, so I had to rebuild. So I've been wheeling and dealing, doing all sorts of crazy trades. And I'm glad I finally uh, finally got into the promised land. The See if I can take the, take the championship home. I love that. Love that. Um, Mine is, do you guys ever get that feeling when you help somebody else win like a fantasy league or get to the playoffs? It almost feels better than yourself. No. no. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I actually kind of been feeling that with my one of my coworkers. Uh, she's my department chair at school, and she – Every single week has me fix her team. The problem is she always gives me her lineup. She like I, she forgets to give it to me until like Thursday. So I already I always miss waivers. I never get a chance to try to add players off of waivers. And I have to get the scraps of whoever is left. And I just have to basically kind of like struck, construct together the best lineup I can without getting the top pickups. And we went into last night. Uh, she was seven and seven mm-hmm. and she was in seventh place. And I think that's seven and seven. I think it was. Yeah. And um, she said if she lost that game, she'd be out of the playoffs. And if she won the game, she'd be in. And we went into the night up 31 in a PPR league, and they had Odell Beckham and Sony Michelle left. And so I was, like, really invested into it. So I kept texting her. I was like, what's the box score say? What's the box score say? And I was, like, calculating it in my head just to reassure it. And I went to bed in, like, the third quarter. Uh, and I saw, like, I don't sorry, I saw Odell get his touchdown and, he had like four for 64 in the first half. I was like, oh my God, it's not looking good. And I woke up at 4 a.m. just coincidentally. And I like looked at the final score. I was like, I, and I added everything up and I was like, I think she won. And I and she texted me at like 6:30 and she's like, we pulled it out. And she roosted all the way from the seventh seed to the number three seed because of oh, wow. a bunch of eight and seven ties. And uh 
I was like, today I texted, I was like, all right, we're hitting the waiver wire today. And I just put in all the claims. And your uh, short stories are never short, by the they're way. They're not, but I get they're excited. <laughs> I give you some passion with it. So it's, yeah. I, I'm getting excited trying to, to win her league for the first time because apparently it's like a grand. And it's like she said they never win Whoa. and she wants to win one year. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Anyway. Awesome. All right. Next segment we call Hot Off the Press. So, what we're going to do is you get your, uh, no, I promise doing it in this voice. Get your waiver wire editions here. Read all about it. This is who you should look to pick up for the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. All right, half the press is here. Hutch, let's go to you. Can you can you dress up as you did in your suspenders the other day and say that? Yeah, I can. Okay, thank uh, you. Hutch, who is the guy hot off the presses you need to pick up as waivers roll in tomorrow? So a player I really like as a pickup this week at the wide receiver position. This is a player who's gone through a two-game slump. But this week, really, really bounced back. I, f- I feel like this player is going to l- win some leagues down the stretch. It's Rashad Bateman right now, for wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, owning 49% right now in sleeper leagues. He was dropped in a lot of leagues. Like People just were out on him. He only got one target in that two-game span, played under 50% of the snaps in both games. But now he came back here with over 100 yards receiving, and this dude is back. This dude is 100% back. I'm, I'm very invested in him. He's someone you should definitely go and look to pick up in your leagues. He's someone that could be a league winner taking over as the wide receiver one for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks, I mean, he looks fantastic when he's on the field. Yeah. He looks Um, great. And if that was, they get him the ball, I think that's the issue, but like he's, he's had so much potential. I know you listen to JJ, like I do Hutch and yeah, I think he said he was in his like 99% uh, prospect model or something right around there. I think he was just behind one or two other guys. You know, uh, he's he's a great prospect and a great fit for that team. Absolutely could see that for sure. Um, now, I, you said Rashad, and I thought you might be going somewhere else, not Bateman. I'm curious, yeah. uh, Doc or Brad, is the other Rashad potentially the guy for you? I wanted to save him for I want to save him for one of you guys. I, so I'll I mean, I did a Rashad Penny video today. So here's my caveat. You don't play him in week 15. They play the Rams. The Rams have owned the Seahawks. They're one and four in their last uh, five games against Los Angeles, averaging 17 points per game. So there's not going to be a lot of high scoring upside. But if you can weather the storm and get to week 16 and week 17, they play the Bears, who are 24th against the run, and the Lions, who are 28th against the run. Seattle has been averaging about 23 rush attempts per game. And what we see is when they have a favorable game script, when they're leading, they really like to kill the clock. So don't start Penny this week unless you have to, but week 16 and 17, you should feel good. Well, Seattle, who they yeah. played this? Uh, is it uh, the Rams this week? At, yeah, yeah, Rams. at LA Rams. Oh, Rams this week. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting point because everybody's going to be picking up Rashad Penny, and most likely they're going to be probably starting him in anything probably deeper than 10-team leagues, I'm sure. And he's not a pass-catching yeah. back either, so you're really banking on the ground for him. He only caught one pass in that breakout game for one, one yard. For, one pass for one yard. Yeah, one yard. He got nothing. That, DJ Dallas has 18 carries on the year, and he's probably more of the receiving back. Yeah, and I think they said they're trying to get Travis Homer back this week too. Uh, but that's an interesting point with the Rams history. I know you're very connected with the NFC West with how much you watch the Niners. So Of course. Uh, that's an interesting point, Doc. Uh, Brad, who's your pick? So I'm looking at a wide receiver that's under 1% owned in leagues. Um, he's got eight, five, and six targets over the last three games. And 53, 62, and 68 receiving yards over the last three games. 
and it's actually Laquan Treadwell. Um, wow, that's a good one. I love the that. Jags. They're always they're they're a bad team, so they're always going to have that negative game script, which is going to lead to a lot of passes. Um, you can't really trust Trevor Lawrence right now, and you can't really trust anybody on the Jags. You know, receiving core right now, which is why he's only one percent owned. But if there's anybody to own, it's probably this guy that's eating up all the targets. And Laquan Treble has become a safety, a bit of a safety blanket for for Trevor Lawrence. So um, I maybe he can sneak a touchdown, maybe he can't. But regardless, you know you have a pretty safe floor of about six targets per game with him. So he's somebody you can snag off the waiver wire, and I think it's worth it, especially in a PPR league. I love that pick, and let's I, let's I love close. That one. Yeah, I think all you guys is, is great picks. Let's now go to our next segment here, and this is one of my favorites. Always stuff or fluff, and I advise you guys because I love the stuff or fluff name here. That whenever you answer your question, you actually say if it's stuff or fluff, and not just. I try to, David. I, know, I appreciate you trying. Why are you such a stickler that? about that? Why do you care if, if you say stuff or <laughs> he's fluff? a teacher? All right, I'm just a teacher. Do it. It I like things happen. done by the rules. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so suffer fluff. You know how this goes. Other shows call it this or that. Others call it uh, hot news or, or noise. News or noise. This is like the only one I didn't know that existed. So that's why this is the segment. And for what we do is give you some statements. You tell us stuff or fluff. All right, we kind of talked about Rashad Penny, so I'm going to skip that one. Let's go to our next one right here. Javante Williams is going to be a top seven pick in 2022 without Melvin Gordon. Oh, is that man, stuff yeah. or fluff, Hutch? So fluff with me, it's not going to happen, right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's such a great question. I think I'm going to say fluff here. Javante Williams, I feel like it's going to be a very similar to the Cam Akers situation. I feel like he's going to be drafted in the same exact spot, have the same exact type of hype around him, and... I don't care how overpriced he is. I'm still going to draft him just like I did with Cam Akers. Like, I was in love with Cam Akers last year, even though he was a bit overpriced. I'm going to love Javante Williams if Melvin Gordon is gone. So top seven pick, I'm going to have to say fluff. I think he's outside the top 12 in, in drafts. I think he's right at like the 12 to 15 range. You think without, without Melvin Gordon? Without Melvin Gordon. I'm assuming yeah. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's gone. Yes. So I put this question out on Twitter uh, like a week or two ago. And... I've said, I think I believe I put top 15 pick and half the answers were pretty much, no, he's going inside the top 10. Like I'm not, he won't get outside the top 10. I guarantee it. And I saw, then I started people being like, I'll take him as high as five. And uh, it seemed like most people settle in that like five to seven range, which wow. again, it, it's, it's rich. That's why I was like, all right, well, we'll go through the cutoff at seven here. I, I think as more and more hype builds up around him in the off season and what we see, it really depends on how he finishes the season. Cause yeah. he's really been on fire lately. If he were to like keep that type of production going, he could hit top seven. I might, I might look silly here saying this, but yeah, Javante Williams is going to be a high, uh, likely overpriced pick next year, but he's still going to be worth it. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson are their quarterback too? I think that brings down the value though. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think if anything, they can't no. stack the box the, and Aaron Rodgers throws. I mean, Aaron can't. When it wouldn't be like another Aaron Jones the, type of situation. But the but the running backs have been getting like all of the touchdowns so far. Like they just paid Cortland Sutton. They paid Tim Patrick. But at the Jerry same time, he's splitting contract. touchdowns with Melvin Gordon. But I, maybe they don't bring a Melvin Gordon in. But I don't think he's the bell cow back. So for me, it's it's tough for me because if if Melvin Gordon's not there, 
he's probably going to be an RB five for me next year. I, I, I can't, you can yeah. count on one hand how many situations where there's going to be a workhorse running back, and that will be Javante Williams if they don't bring back that. Gordon. You can't, you can't say that in December that he's going to be a workhorse back for next year. What if they bring Melvin Gordon on a cheap one-year deal? Back? I mean, that's the question. Melvin Gordon's not there. The yeah, question is yeah, well, that Melvin Gordon's not there. It's, so if he's not there, like I, he's going to be a workhorse. There's nobody they could draft or get in the you know in the free agent market. That would eat carries away from Javante Williams, who's breaking every tackle. He's receiving back. He's he's scoring touchdowns on the ground through the air. He's a do it everything back. And the likes of you know a, a Najee Harris or a Saquon Barkley from a few years ago. I, I I'm just I'm really impressed with what I've seen with him, and I, I think the hype is real and it's deserved. And okay. if Melvin Gordon's not there, I'm drafting him in the first round, no doubt. Yeah, I'm right with you, Brad. Like. I don't think he goes in the top seven, but I'm there. I don't think there's any chance I don't have him ranked inside my top seven. There's just, yeah. if Melvin Gordon's gone, there's no chance. Yeah. Like, Haymakers was my RB4 coming in this season. Coming yeah, in this season no. before before the torn Achilles. He was my RB4. I was, I, I don't think that's in. crazy. I think Javante is going to be in the same type of range. Yeah. I think he's going to be like the RB4 to seven range right there. I, but um, right but there I do think guys. they will bring back Melvin Gordon for what it's worth. Let's do a, a couple bit of 49ers ones here. We'll do them back to back here. So you can answer both. And we'll start with you, Doc, since you're the 49ers guy. George Kittle, the tight end one rest of season, suffer fluff. And then also, you cannot play a 49ers running back not named Elijah Mitchell outside of a very, very, very deep flex play. I mean, if we're counting Debo with that running back, no, I don't, I don't count. No, he's not running back eligible in fantasy. So you can't count. So with the George Kittle, it's fluff. And it's just for this reason in particular. He has 27 targets the last two weeks. Teams are going to start zero, zoning in on him, which means mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan changes up the scheme. It means it's That's why I said I feel confident starting Brandon Ayuk this week because I think the linebackers are going to focus on George Kittle. They're probably going to have yep. him block more. And that's kind of how Kyle Shanahan makes it a little bit unpredictable. And I do think it is stuff. Uh, obviously, they drafted Trey Sermon pretty high, but he hasn't seen the field much. Jeff Wilson has been a little bit inconsistent. Kyle Juszczyk gets some running game work. Debo Samuel, you mentioned uh, he doesn't count in this, but he's in lining up at running back. I just don't think there's anyone that you can trust in games that matter in the fantasy playoffs. So it's interesting that you don't have, I think people I've heard many people put Kittle as the number one rest of season. Interesting. Talent, talent, talent wise. Yes. But I think Kyle, Kyle Shanahan will change up his scheme. And make it because he knows teams are going to focus in on George Kittle now. So DFS wise, you're saying when people are going to be playing George Kittle, that you should be going to Brandon Ayuk this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Interesting. Um, Hutch, same questions for you as well. Yeah, I like the calls by Eric a lot. I like the calls there a lot. Uh, you know, Kyle Shannon loves to switch up his offense, and with George Kittle on fire, I, I'm just, I have no word. I have no extra words besides what he said. Like, I think what he said is perfect. I'm going to be going after Brandon Ayuk a lot this week. And sorry, what was the other question? Sorry, I missed oh, it. No, you're, no, you're good that they, uh, outside Elijah Mitchell, you're not playing Jeff Wilson or Jermichael Hasty in a, as a flex in any of your leagues. Outside of Elijah Mitchell. If Elijah I, Mitchell is inactive, would you feel comfortable playing? I wouldn't even play him if he was no. active. Jeff yeah. Wilson, <laughs> Jeff Wilson had has had two straight games of opportunity. I mean, Elijah Mitchell's been out for two different games. Jermichael Hasty has been active for one game, saw basically no touches. And then Jeff Wilson's been given a great role for the last two ga- for two games this year. With Elijah Mitchell out, he's done nothing. 
He's done yeah. absolutely nothing with them. He's been so inefficient on his touches. He hasn't gotten too much passing work. Like he's just done zero. Like he's really just let you down both weeks. So Jet, if Elijah Mitchell is inactive, there's no one to trust in the San Francisco backfield. I was going to say, he has a fumbling issue also. So if he yeah. fumbles in the first quarter, he's not seeing the field the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. he's not. Just to touch on your point, Hutch, uh, 16 touches for 66 yards last week between Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty, And the other game in week 11, 29 carries for 82 yards and two catches for 31 yards between the two of them. Yeah. Not getting the no. job done at all. In those two nope. games, Debo Samuel has had 16 carries for 116 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> so um, there, that pretty much says it all. Eight carries in each game for Debo. I think, yeah, I think the last chance to start Jeff Wilson was last week. Now you're kind of done with that. Yeah, um, Brad, done. lead us off with this last one real quick. Just stuff or fluff. Taysom Hill, top 10 fantasy quarterback whenever he plays. Stuff or fluff? Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to say stuff, but not because I to think be pretty, he's Brad. good. Doesn't have to be pretty. Yeah, not because I think he's good. It's just because of his rushing upside. Um, he really he clips the ceiling off of Alvin Kamara because he gets so many rushing touchdowns. Um, he got a he got an insane garbage time touchdown this this last uh, this past week on like a forty yeah. yard run. Um, I I think he provides too much versatility, especially in you know standard scoring where you get six points for a rushing touchdown and four points for a passing touchdown. He really becomes intriguing as a as a top ten quarterback. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's a you know, I, I wouldn't build my franchise around him, but um, in terms of fantasy, he's an asset. He's, uh, as Hutch knows very well, he's like a, a uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay, uh, oh my God, why am I just totally blanking on his name? I, um, Jalen Hurts Light. I don't know why I couldn't think of Yeah, that. he is, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you just look at it, two weeks, Hill started for the Saints. QB4 in both weeks 13 and 14, and the overall QB3 over those two weeks combined, averaging 25.48 fantasy points per game. And he's only thrown two touchdowns and has four interceptions over those two games. Mm-hmm. Well, all four interceptions came in one of those games, to be fair. Yes. Um, and that, but that week with the four interceptions, he was still QB4, which is pretty yeah. crazy. Um, and that's just again because he has 22 carries for 174 yards and two touchdowns over those two weeks. Yeah. And if you, I thought it was kind of interesting if you take those stats, because I wrote an article about this, I just looked at what his uh, numbers would be if you just take his passing stats out and just his running back numbers where he would uh, look at for running backs. He's the RB 13 in PPR formats over the last two weeks with his wow. rushing stats. Wow. So it's pretty interesting. He's just That's outside crazy. RB one range with his rushing upside there. And it's very interesting. Jeez. Uh, let's go now. I know we're going to run a short of time. So let's run real quick now to our obscure tight end touchdown of the week picks. So we know, a tight end has to be rostered in 50% or less of ESPN leagues to be eligible. Brad is still the lead in the clubhouse with three. Uh, so, Hutch, you represent the guests who have gotten two correct so far. On All our right. Show as we do this every week. Who's your pick? My pick for this week is going to be Alberto from the, I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm just going to say Alberto <laughs> from the Denver Broncos. Who's Shaughnessy? No, it's not no. That's oh, 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 no, no, you're right, you're right. I'm thinking you're of you're an mine. idiot. No, you're, think, yeah, you're thinking of the Jaguars head. No, uh, well, I, 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 that, that's who I was looking at <laughs> for mine. 
So yeah, Alberto over the last three weeks, it's been a complete split 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 with Noah Fant and Alberto. Alberto getting eleven targets, Noah Fant getting twelve. It's really been a split for them. Last week, Alberto looked to in the red zone more than Noah Fant. He got a touchdown last week. And against the Bengals this week, the Bengals have been terrible against tight ends in the last few weeks. They've let up a lot, a lot of points, a lot of yards, a lot of targets, and three touchdowns in four games uh, for the Bengals. Three tight end touchdowns in the last four games against the Bengals. So I'm going to bet on Alberto here getting a touchdown. I like like it. Doc? And he's only like 5% of leagues, so he's very easy. Yeah, he's very easily findable. I'm going to James O'Shaughnessy. The Texans and Jags could be a sneaky shootout game of two awful teams. Five, six, and six targets the last week. Zero touchdowns on the year. He's my, uh, you know, Dan Arnold replacement who I've picked a couple times and didn't come through. So, James O'Shaughnessy, come on, get me on the board. I need one. Doc <laughs> <laughs> has not gotten one correct, so don't I play James and, and oh, You man. know what? It's just been a down year for me in fantasy in general. I got to take the L. Yeah, except for Scott <laughs> Fishbowl. Um, Brad, who's your pick? I'm going to go Foster Moreau with this one. Uh, it doesn't look like Darren Waller's going to play this week. Um, I, I think the war, the the Raiders are really struggling right now, and that's going to prove to me in a lot of passing yards. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to pick it up, and that's not based on any sort of statistics or matchup. I, I just think he's a better quarterback than he's been showing these past few weeks, and I think mm-hmm. there there's going to be a reversion to the mean in that in that scenario. So, um, in terms of who his his receivers are going to be. Foster Moreau, Zay Jones are pretty much his his prime targets there. So I'm I'm expecting Foster Moreau score. Hunter Renfro, or did you say uh, outside? Of course, him? yeah, Hunter Renfro, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I like that. Thing Hunter Renfro, uh, do you think he's a, a wide receiver one next year no. for fantasy? Yeah, not a wide receiver one, but he's going to be so undervalued next year. I think he's yeah. going to be drafted in like the sixth round, and he's going to be a wide receiver two. Near nearing a wide receiver one range next year. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be crazy in rally. Thanks, you guys, for uh, letting me cherry pick because uh, Hush knows as well as anybody. Who's playing the Eagles this week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. And, uh, a good one. Right now, they give up more than two more points, uh, fancy points mm-hmm. per game than the second closest team against tight ends. Uh, 18.6. I can't believe I pick this one. I, I made what, Ryan Griffin my I made Ryan Griffin my stream of the week from the Jets against the Eagles and scored a yeah. touchdown. Now I'm interested if I if I allowed you to pick, would you pick Ricky Seals Jones or would you pick John Bates? Because I'm going John Bates for this one. Oh Ooh, well, like if Seals Jones if Seals Jones is under 50, I'd go Seals Jones personally. They, they both are. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones is 15. John Bates is 0.1. Now here's why I'm telling you I'm going John Bates. If you look last week, total mm-hmm. amount of snaps between the two. John Bates played. Uh, 48, and I'm sorry, yeah, 48 snaps. Ricky Seals-Jones played 31. If you look at the amount of pass routes they ran, John Bates ran 31. This is the the tight end statistic I like the most because you can see if they're just blocking or if they're actually trying to run a route to catch a ball. 31 routes that he ran, Ricky Seals-Jones ran 20. So Mm -hmm. to me, John Bates, especially Ricky Seals-Jones, isn't fully healthy. I think that John Bates is actually the sneakier play here and somebody that if you want to, throw a dart in DFS or pay really, really far down for a tight end. Ricky Seals Jones will probably be more expensive. I actually think I'm going to go John Bates. Uh, That's just- good. I just, I just feel like in the red zone, I feel like they would look Ricky Seals Jones way because of how big he is. He's just literally yeah. a monster. It's coming off a goose egg. He is. 
Yeah, but again, I mean, I think one of them was going to score. I think, yeah, one of them. I think one of them should score because the Eagles and they all, they suck. Yeah, <laughs> and you know Darius Slay is going to be you know covering Terry McLaurin a lot of the game. I don't expect Terry McLaurin to get too many yards, like too many in this one. Darius Slay uh, on the year in coverage has been fantastic. Uh, who do you prefer, Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew, as your quarterback, not fantasy? Oh, NFL quarterback? Yeah. Oh, I, th- I still want Jalen Hurts. Right, I still choice. want Jalen Hurts. All right. It's not Minshew. It's not Minshew. I I'm a Jalen Hurts. I I'm I'm I I like to back up Jalen Hurts a lot. It's a bit of bias because I'm an Eagles fan, but I feel like people are not giving him enough time to develop. I agree. He's yeah. still like on a rookie, a rookie sample size, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. like he played like I think he only started three games mm-hmm. last year. And he's in week 14 now, so he started like 16 games. This is really only his first year. So I would say cut him some slack. All right. Well, on that note, let's go to the last parts of the show here, starting with our question of the week, which is sponsored by Monkey Night Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Night Fight, the fastest-growing sports betting site in the United States, as Brad has on the screen on the bottom there. New depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using uh, promo code Triple Play. All right. Our question this week came up by the doc. Which NFL player do you think throws the wildest parties? Is all, is all our answers either going to be A, Gronk, or B, George Kittle, or C, Travis Kelsey? Is that pretty accurate? I said Antonio Brown. And, Antonio what? Brown. I don't. I think it would be the... Have you seen his music video, Himothy? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, no, I have not. I mean, I mean he's, he's got a mansion. You know, he's got girls there. I don't he's think Hutch throwing, is old enough. He's just throwing money around. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, 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 probably not. But, I mean, here's <laughs> the thing. Like, we just speculate Kittle, you know, Kelsey, um, whatever, because they go to the tight end academy. But if somebody's throwing a party, I think it's AB. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be Gronk. Yeah, I'm going Gronk, too. I think Gronk throws the wildest party. Gronk probably just crashes parties, though. Fair he point. does crash yeah. a lot of parties, 100%. All right, well, let's move now to the last part of the show. It's going to be the game of the week. And, Doc, you are hosting, so what are we playing? Well, I'm going to let you guys know right now, Hutchinson might be at, an, at a disadvantage um, just because I didn't know who the guest was. So because game, I have no idea what this game is. <laughs> so the game is the game is called Journeyman. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a player, and I'm going to give you the teams they've been on. And you have to give me the teams that they've been on in order. So you get a point for each one. And you guys got to keep track of your own scores. Sound good? Yes. Sounds uh, good. Before you go. Second. My dog's pulling a pillow oh, off the man. couch. Hold on. All right. So while, Wait, while do we get the that, uh, while No. So, so, so we're taking a quick break, Walt, because my nephew's in trouble. We go in Amari <laughs> or Melvin Gordon in PPR. That's a good one. Definitely Amari. I think that, yeah, it has to be Amari. I mean, who's Mari play this week? I can't remember. Sorry, I can't remember. I don't think uh, it matters because Cowboys. Melvin Gordon's in a timeshare. And then yeah, Melvin Gordon still put up solid fantasy points, though. Yeah, but you take, yeah, but you take away Amari's touchdown and he has like five for 51. Why would you take away his touchdown? I'm just saying. <laughs> I, the, the touchdown is what made his fantasy day. And he's a, yeah. he's, touchdowns. he's and a he, great wide receiver. But he's normally a Washington football team killer in a, in a matchup that he normally does well. He does. All right. So we have. The Cowboys playing at the Giants, and then the Broncos are facing the Bengals. I'll get, I'll go, I'll go Amari a little bit. I think I'm starting. Man, I think I want to start Gordon here. I've had Amari on tons of fantasy teams this year, 
and it has sucked. I don't know if you guys have had tons of shares of Amari, but it has sucked this year. No, we we yeah. we're strictly it's, an anti Amari Cooper podcast. We Amari Cooper, as we call him here. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. I liked I mean, Amari Cooper a lot. I thought he was pretty undervalued, and man, did he, he's sucked this year. Like he's genuinely yeah. like really sucked this year. And in your fantasy playoffs, or one week away potentially from your fantasy playoffs, I don't want to put a a player in my lineup who has a potential to give me like six points. So I want right. Melvin Gordon here. He's getting solid touches and he's used around the red zone. So I want I want Gordon here. And also, Eric, um, I, game. I also right. don't have the uh, statistic in front of me, and I'll pull it up as we play the game. But if you look at Amari Cooper's stats after he has a really good game, and last week he had the best game of giant of Cowboys wide receivers, his game following that is always a clunker. So yeah. oh, that uh, is true. Yeah, so I would go right. Melvin Gordon. All right, let's go to the game. Have a pen and paper with you or put notepad on your phone. So okay. I got four I got four players here. And here. you're gonna and you're gonna get a point for each uh team that you have in order. So the first player, and I'm gonna start off probably with the easiest, Frank Gore. He's played for five teams. Oh my Those goodness. teams yeah, I don't Bills. know my history very well. <laughs> All right. Well, I, uh, I didn't know the guess. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to figure this out. No, I got I'm going to try. I'm going to try. All right. All right. So we got five teams. The teams are the Bills, the Colts, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Jets. So I'm going to give you guys like 30-ish seconds. I put them in the right order. Yep. And David, we're starting with you. I'll start. Okay. All, All right. right. Brad. All right. Brad starts. I know the order. So good. I'm going to go Bills. 49ers, Colts, Jets, and the last one. Dolphins. Dolphins. All right. David? I don't want to shoot myself in the foot, but I'm pretty sure it's 49ers, then Colts, then Bills, then Dolphins, and then Jets. Okay. Hutch? I think I have the same answer as David here, actually. I went 49ers, Colts, Bills, Dolphins, Jets. Uh, so you guys each have three. Brad, you have zero. I, I don't even know how you didn't put him starting with the 49ers. <laughs> like, I, I don't even. I, oh, I, man. oh, my gosh. So, uh, <laughs> my, you guys, my earliest you got, memory of him is with the Bills. Oh, gosh. I mean, Brad, you're older than I am. You know this. So the, the correct answer is the 49ers, Colts, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. So you guys uh, mixed up the uh, mixed up. We mixed up the mixed. middle then. All right. So the and, next one, okay. we're going with another veteran running back. And we got Adrian Peterson. Oh, so, my goodness. All right, so, <laughs> so I guess Brad is starting again. So the teams are the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Saints, the Titans, the Washington football team, and the Cardinals. I'm Can you repeat go the teams Vikings. again? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm repeating the teams for David. So it's the Seahawks. Yeah. The Vikings. Yeah. The Saints. Yeah. The Titans, yeah, Washington football team, and the Cardinals. Okay, Cardinals too. Okay, I missed that one. I, I know this. I know Adrian Peterson. All Vikings, right. I Saints, don't. Washington, um, Seahawks last. No, you go no, from third to last. Sorry, he Titans went third to last. Titans last. The one before that. Seahawks, and then whatever is left. Then, then all right, okay. I'll I'll be a lot easier to you, Eric. Here. All right, uh, uh, Hutchison is next. I got it right. It's okay. I don't have it yet, so right, I don't we'll have it. David. Yet. We'll, go David. we'll go to yes, David. All right, the uh, the Vikings, 
the Saints, the Cardinals, the Washington football team, the Titans, and then the Seahawks. All right. All right, I got mine. All right. All right, so here we go. I went Vikings, then Cardinals, then Saints, then Washington, then Titans, then Seahawks last. All right, well, David got all six. Good job, David. We're Brad, playing, uh, and boss man Fat's playing, too. He's hopping in the game here. All right, all right. Well, he got uh two on that brad how did he's currently on the seahawks and i mentioned him on this show and how <laughs> yeah. do you say the Come titans oh wait how many did i get on this one you got four so david got six okay. so we he got... scored a touchdown for the titans like two weeks ago so. yeah he's on yeah. seattle now yeah and he got a touchdown there, uh... with seattle last week he scored yeah. a touchdown and wasn't he like there was a crazy stat wasn't he like the first nfl player to score a touchdown on six different teams or something I think, yeah, like I think running back, first running back. I'll, I'll tell you this: the lesson oh from this is I'm actually worried about Brad. So <laughs> we got two players left and through two. David's got nine, Hutchinson's got seven, and Brad's got two. Like this is just crazy. Oh, All right, God. so behind, I'm behind David by two. Okay. Yep. So the next one, and Brad, you're out of the game. I, I, I don't think you're gonna ever be able to come back. We got Dang. Mike Glenn. We got Mike Lennon. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, All right, man. so so the teams. I'm gonna write them up. Perfect. All I know is the Giants, <laughs> the Giants, the Raiders, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Bears, and the Jags. All right, Brad. Okay. Oh, can you repeat those for me? First, Sorry. I'm going with the. Wait, wait. So hold on. Let me let me repeat the teams for Hutch. We got Giants. You know what? Just I'll just let it be you two for time's All right. sake. Okay. All right. So we got the Giants, the Raiders, the Bucks, the mm-hmm. Cardinals, yeah, the Bears. And the Jags. All right, I got it. But I, right. I don't have my uh, in order yet. I need that. All right. Well, who's ever, who's ever ready, then you can go first. All right, give me a couple more seconds here. No All way right. I'm winning this. Just wait till you hear who the last one is. Oh, God. Um, I have three of <laughs> oh, the six. Uh, I think it was I think it was here. You guys should get the last one easily. Oh, crap. Whoops. Oh, yeah, because um, he's on the team now. I mean, I don't know. Brad didn't get the one that adrian peterson was currently on so i'm not gonna act like those are givens all right i'm pretty sure all right david all right let's hear it all right the buccaneers then the cardinals then the jags then the raiders then the bears and then the giants okay hutch to you uh wait a minute Hold on, sorry. I'm wait. I'm trying to count. Make sure I have the right ones. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. So I started with the Buccaneers. Okay. Then Cardinals, Bears, Raiders, Jags, Giants. All right. So Hutch got four and David got three. The correct order oh. is the Bucks, the Bears, the Ooh. Cardinals, the Raiders, the Jags, and then currently Giants. So David's got a one point lead and oh baby, the last one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has uh, nine, oh, yeah. nine teams, nine okay. teams. I'll give all you right, guys you a slower with these. See, I go slower reading them up. Yeah. All right. All right. Washington football team, mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Tennessee Titans, okay, the Buffalo Bills, the Rams, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Texans. Looking him up, I forgot he played for some of these teams. Yeah, me too. I, 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 after Cincinnati, what was the team? 
The was Dolphins. Yep. Oh, I got it. Okay. So all right, got all the teams down. All right. So, yeah, I got while, all them too. so, so while people are listening, this is a great time we, to plug yeah, we need, some. <laughs> yeah, we need literally good time here. Yeah, no, no, time no. I'll, I'll give you guys like two minutes. So yeah, go ahead and plug some stuff, Eric. David, that, that's from a couple things ago. So I know. Sorry. I'm here to plug the YouTube channel. As mentioned, I did a Rashad Penny video today. Um, you know, you can go and look at it. We got a couple interviews coming up. Uh, Antonio Daniels is supposed to be on the pod tomorrow. Whether we go live or not, that's TBD. Also talking with some other people. Um, potentially Kenny Thomas for an NBA fantasy football crossover. Me and Brad, we're enjoying our time off together. While you're listening to this, dreading about going to work, if you're listening live on a Wednesday or you know, maybe it's a Sunday, just think, Eric's not going to work. Hate me for those little bit of time that you're listening to this. But know that I'm going back to corporate America in January. If anybody from my previous job is listening to this, that's right, the way I'm. I'm all right, I'm tired news. of hearing you talk. I'm literally just going to wing it because I, it would take me five minutes to figure this out. All right, David, I, let's go. All right, I'm going to go in reverse order. All right, Washington okay. football team. Okay. New York Jets. Uh, Tampa Bay. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Washington football team. Miami. New York Jets. I'm going to cross the names off as I as I say them here. Um, Tampa Bay. Houston. Cincinnati. Buffalo. Tennessee and the Rams. Okay. And Hutch. Okay. I think I got my list here. Are you starting from reverse order? No, I'm starting. I'm starting from where he began. Okay, thank you for following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, hold on. I wrote down Houston twice. Oh no, I messed something up. I'm so sorry. Apology not accepted. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say everything. I want whatever team I missed to go first. Okay. I'm just gonna randomly guess that. <laughs> do you so, want? Do you want me to give you the teams again so you can see who you missed out? No, no, no. I I have them. It's just gonna take me forever to figure out which one I missed because I wrote down Houston twice. But whatever. The whatever team I uh because I don't know where he started. Whatever team I missed, put that as the first team they started on. All right. Okay. So then, so, so first, we're starting with a second. Then we're starting with the second team. Yeah. Okay. So Rams. Titans, Bengals, Texans, Buccaneers, Jets, Miami, Washington. I have no confidence. All right. So David got five. Hutch got three. The order. Rams, Bengals, Bills, Titans. Oh, the Bills. Texans, Jets, Bucks, Dolphins, and Washington. So David wins with a score of 17. Very Dang. well done, David. Nice one. I would like to thank the there Academy. Thank the Academy. Very, this, is a very... this is a rare win for you, David. Enjoy it. No, no, I will enjoy it. It was fantastic. Uh, but also fantastic. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Uh, but on that note, Hutch, thanks so much for joining the show tonight. I had a ton of fun with you on, on, on the show with us tonight. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Thank you guys so much for, for having me on. Of course, man. And please plug everything you're doing right now. You're doing a lot of different things in the fantasy community. Yeah. So let our audience know. 
All right, so you guys can go follow me on Twitter at TYFMNFL. The handle is right on my username there. I'm not going to you know, attempt to point at it right there. And you can also go follow me on TikTok on that same handle. I'm doing like videos like every other day or two, three times a week, something like that. I really just got started. I don't have a strict schedule yet, so it's it's kind of a mess right now, but we're rolling with it. You guys can go, you know, check out the Young Fantasy Mind Football podcast pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. That's pretty much the main thing I do. I drop episodes three times a week right now during the midseason. You know, we got waiver wire pickups, star sit decisions. You know, we have a fun game every week. We bring on a guest for we have some Q and like mailbag questions every week. All t- different types of your fantasy football needs on that podcast. You can check out the youngfantasymind.com, which is my website. You can find more ways to find my content over there. I also do weekly rankings every single week. You can find the website. You can find the podcast over there. And you can find everything else I do on that website too. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you. A lot of great stuff for sure. Make sure you check them out and follow them if you're not already. Next week, we're going to be joined by another great guest to break down week 15. But until then, everyone be safe out there. Enjoy your seven hours of commercial-free football. And we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one.